This is the Let's Train Your Brain podcast, a podcast that encourages you to reflect, grow, and expand your mental toolbox. My name is Annie Ursta, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a certified life coach with a background in psychology, and my purpose is to help people transform their mindset for the better. This podcast is made for you that are open and willing to grow and curious to learn more about how the mind works. Sounds interesting? Well, let's get right to it. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Let's Train Your Brain podcast episode for Dopamine 101. First of all, thank you for your patience in waiting an extra day for this episode. I did a recording uh, and I was pretty much ready to publish, but I knew that I wasn't in the best headspace when I recorded it. And although I'm not looking to give you perfection, I am looking to give you the best value that I can on this podcast. So it's Saturday morning, it is raining outside, you might hear a little bit of drizzle, uh, so please bear with me. And I'm recording it all over again. I actually just did record it and realized my microphone was messing up. So here we are again. Uh, the third is a charm. I think it's an expression, so hopefully this will be better. We are currently in Washington. We are outside of my husband's family's house. And I'm sitting here in the van. If you're not familiar with Washington, it looks like Norway with all the greenery and the trees. But the trees, trees are American size and touches the sky. Almost, at least. It's also where Twilight was filmed, so that can definitely give you a sort of idea of, of what it looks like here. Very beautiful. Since we moved back to the US in July this year, I've been trying to work on my hormonal balance. If the term hormonal balance is unfamiliar to you, don't sweat it because that is what the upcoming episodes will be about. Not necessarily just about the balance, but about hormones in general. Woohoo! And how we can take practical steps to keep our hormones happy and balanced. We're going to talk about hormones in an easy to understand way to better explain how important they are why having some knowledge about them can be of benefit to us. In the following weeks, we'll be talking about DOSE, which is an abbreviated term for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. These hormones are also called the happy hormones, which is why they're pretty important because who doesn't want to feel happy? I mentioned earlier, I've been trying to work my hormonal balance, and you might wonder what that looks like. To be honest, it looks different for people, but to say it simply, it's when you feel like your body is out of whack, in a sense. Ever since I went on Accutane last year, which is a heavy medication and pretty much the last resort for acne, my body hasn't felt like it's been balanced. Hence is why I want to get back into how I felt before. And by the way, if you have any questions about Accutane, I love to share my experience with you. I know when I was about to go on it, how much I was looking for information out there and it wasn't always easy and, and really understanding what it's like. So if you want to hear how it was for me, feel free to reach out. I love to help in the best way possible. I'm not a doctor, but I can share with you my experience. So because I've been spending a lot of time researching hormones lately, I thought that it would be a great idea to bring you alongside to share what I've learned. Um, and so by that, I think we should 
we just start with the most obvious question. What are hormones? I'm sure you've heard the term many times, but what is it? Well, what is it? Like, really, what is it? I like to start a little bit out of what hormones are by saying that hormones comes from the glands in our endocrine system. The endocrine system is a system that influences most of our bodily functioning, our organs and cells. But what are hormones? Well, hormones are like chemical messengers traveling around, giving us instructions to our cells. They control anything from our emotions, growth, digestion, sleep, stress, metabolism, mood, behavior, sexually desire, pretty much anything. <laughs> and that is why it's important for us to know a bit more about this because it affects us daily, whether we like it or not. Have you had digestion problems like I have lately? That can be a hormonal imbalance. And let me tell you, it's literally pretty shitty. <laughs> Maybe you feel low emotionally compared to how you usually feel. This is also affected by hormones. If you look for someone, if you look at someone with anxiety that has been prescribed benzo, you will see that what benzo does is that it uh, releases more dopamine. So that kind of just shows how important uh, having a balanced dopamine level is. But I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty of how everything works in a sciencey way, but rather at applicable information that's easy to digest and understand. And I will do that by answering three questions. What, I, what they are, what they do, and how we can help them individually. Sounds good? Well, so let's start with this episode, Dopamine 101. And if you don't understand what I mean by 101, it pretty much means you don't need any background information on this topic before hearing more about it. So this is going to be simple, well, hopefully simple for you, and I'll try to explain as, as well as I can. So let's start. What is it? Dopamine is known as our reward chemical. It is also a neurotransmitter, but I will only focus on the role it has as a hormone because talking about hormones can be done in a simplified way, but in reality, it's very complex or brain or mind or body. It's very complex, but I'm not going to go to that level. But the thing is, this is what I have realized. Dopamine can be equally as positive as negative. I'm not saying this after reading <laughs> that reading about science um, about research, but I say this because it took me some time to understand the consequences here. Because in my mind, having a hormone that makes me get to my desired goal, which is what dopamine does, is in theory, theory, incredibly beneficial. However, that's not the case. And this is also why I mentioned earlier that balance is key. Because yes, it gives you the motivation when life gets tough, because you know the reward of keep going. But on the other hand, it can be highly addictive. Cravings, gamblings, gambling, <laughs> overeating, and pretty much motivation to do unhealthy habits and addiction are some of the pitfalls of dopamine. So by saying that, let, let's continue on to what it does. I've already mentioned that there's a potential pitfall to this hormone, but let's look on the, the brighter side of life, <laughs> the brighter side of this, because dopamine is dope. 
that is also a very bad joke. I'm sorry, it's a bit early here. <laughs> um, but it is, it's freaking amazing because it really helps us going when shit gets hard. I'll give you an example I'm sure that you can relate to. Have you ever had to grit through either by studying for a huge exam, prepping a presentation, going on a diet, finishing a race? Dopamine helps us keep going because it's helping us focus on the reward. And the release of this hormone helps us stay motivated. The one thing is that it helps us stay motivated. But the question is, how do we release more dopamine in the first place? So, I want to give you three specific action steps for this. But before I do, you might already have your own way to stay motivated. And I just want to touch upon this. And that can be everything from your boss offering you compensation if you work harder or longer. You might give yourself a treat if you stay on track to whatever desired goal that you have. Maybe you give yourself a vacation if you keep on going with whatever you want to do. And this helps the release of dopamine during the grit times to help you motivate it. Nevertheless, I want to give you three simple steps for, uh, for training your brain to release dopamine to stay motivated. Number one, write down your goal. This can be weekly monthly, you know, a year ahead, five years ahead, because that will help you plan ahead and visualize what your future looks like. And this takes me to step number two, which is to visualize. Put on the hat for who you want to be when you hit that goal. Feel into the emotions of having acquired your goal. What do you see? What do you hear? What does your life look like at this point? And what do you look like? What kind of people do you surround yourself with? And this is interesting because for all I know, they might look like nothing like the people you are surrounding yourself with now. And you might come to the realization that to attain your goal, you have to surround yourself with different kinds of people, you know, compared to what you're currently doing. The last thing is now that you've written your goal and visualized, you have also to you have to keep in mind that you have to focus on the process. So number three is to step into the process. What does it feel like a third of the way? Visualize the changes and challenges you might have been to. Feel the feels when you're gritting true and you, you want to give up. Pay attention to your mindset. How do you handle that situation? What are you going to do to keep pushing, keep moving forward? Pretty much visualize your backup plan for when things get hard and how you will work through those challenges. Trust me, stuff will go wrong and that is when you need to stay strong the most. I can share, yeah, let me do that. I'll share a story about the process of getting my marriage visa to be able to enter the US, which is also called the, the green card. And it actually is quite green <laughs> for those who might be wondering wondering about that. For us, unfortunately, it didn't take too long, but there was obstacle upon obstacle, and at times it seemed to be quite impossible, especially because it was in the midst of COVID. However, both George and I knew that it would be a long and draining situation. We also knew that the reward would be that we could have our lives lived together in the US. So when looking at the reward, and also knowing the challenges we would go through, that meant that I knew that what was going to happen. Of course, you can't plan everything, but 
I can mentally prepare for it. This is also a good way to not let your dopamine take fully over and turn that into unhealthy habits when life gets hard. Smoking can be a way to do this to make you feel more relaxed, less anxious, other substances. For some, you might not feel motivated and focused and you want to increase your dopamine. And as a result, you can get this dopamine crush rush <laughs> from sugar, dangerous behavior, and as I said, addictive substances. I remember, I think it was, yeah, it was last year. Uh, a well-known Norwegian skier called Petan Oltug had won pretty much any medal possible, to my knowledge at least. So when he stopped being an athlete, he started seeking out the same excitement he felt when he was the best in the world by switching out the skiing with substances and dangerous behavior to sort of fill the empty hole that he was having. He wanted excitement and meaning, but did it in a unhealthy and illegal way. What's stupid about this is that turning to substances or sugar highs actually disrupts our dopamine production and we get a decreased dopamine production. Let me say this one more time because this is important. When you're turning into substances or sugar highs, this is actually making you produ produce less dopamine. It's pretty much as putting on a band-aid but the um whatever you have under what do you call that sore <laughs> it's never healing okay so a less drastic example compared to this is procrastination or social media scrolling which can be used as an escape to receive dopamine fast instead of doing what we should actually do i am <laughs> i will specify here I'm talking as much or maybe even more to myself than anyone else because the pitfall of scrolling uh, or procrastination is something that I'm definitely and I want to work on uh, because I know I tend to pick my phone up for some instant dopamine and to relax and it's, it's not healthy. We all have our goals and ambitions but this step, these three steps that I said can be a way to make sure that you keep on releasing these, uh, this hormone because it kind of keeps you going, it keeps you motivated, um, you know what to expect. So instead of suddenly hitting a wall and uh, doing more dangerous behavior, you might already prepared for that and how to handle that situation. However, there are also many other ways that are less specific for goals in general to enhance your and increase your dopamine levels and i want to i want to talk about a couple of these so i hope you have your pen and paper ready the first one is to meditate it has been shown that meditation increases dopamine and makes you more focused the second one is quite similar it's to exercise because improving exercise is improving your mood and make you have a more positive outlook on life. The third one is probably my favorite is to get a massage because it decreases your stress levels. Number four, listen to music. It decreases your stress, you're more focused and it improves your mood. Something else that I read in a brain book here the other day is to have 
essential oils or good smells. So if it's candles, diffusers, whatever it is, this can also help you be less stressed and improve your mood. Another one is to eat food with tyrosine. Tyrosine is an amino acid that plays a big part of the production of dopamine. I'm not going to go into what an amino acid is, but it has to do with the production of dopamine. And you can find tyrosine in protein-rich foods such as beef, eggs, beans, chicken, fish, uh, etc. The last one is probably also the most important one, and that is sleep. When you have a lack of sleep, this reduces your dopamine levels. And that is definitely something you don't want to do. So, in a sense, with all the things that I've said today, a way to get more dopamine, and I'm saying this as an overall, is to do stuff that makes you happy. Simple as that. I mentioned that dopamine is called a happy hormone together with serotonin, oxytocin, and endorphins. So go do stuff that makes you happy, and that will boost your dopamine production. But I will say, understanding that our hormones, I, I'm understanding that our hormones can feel complicated, but I also hope that they, this gives you a better understanding of how it works. Next week, we'll talk about oxytocin, the love drug, uh, which is it often referred to, and I will kind of do it similarly to how I did it today. But what I want you to take out from today's episode is that dopamine is a hormone you have that makes you happy, focused, and motivated. Sometimes having addictive behavior works as a quick fix and spikes your dopamine levels, but it also fucks up the process of dopamine in the long run. Dopamine is something that can naturally increase and balance by making healthy choices for yourself, getting enough sleep, and doing things that makes you happy. It is, of course, incredibly important here to underline that if you have a diagnosis, if you have anxiety, depression, this can definitely affect your dopamine levels. And although I've mentioned how you can increase it naturally in this podcast episode, if you have depression or if you think you have depression, please get in touch with a doctor or a psychologist because this podcast is not giving any medical advice, purely a channel where we can share and grow together. So on that note, I think that's all I have for you today. I really hope this episode was helpful and that you know have a better understanding of what the hormone dopamine is and what it does for you. So feel free, stay tuned, subscribe. You can follow me on let's.train.your.brain on Instagram. Please be kind to yourself and I'll see you next week.